and welcome to another episode of What's That You Say. The aliens got wild and crazy last night. They played a little game called Google Smash, where they go on a computer, any computer, public or private, and they enter a bunch of random stuff on the keyboard, and then they look at what they find. They played it, and that's the episode for for this evening. Enjoy. Alright, we're going to play a fun game, and it's called Button Mash on Google. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you okay? Are you scared of Google? Scared of the universe and everything like that. So what we're gonna do, this is a this is a game where I type in something random and strange, like um make it one, what should I type in? Numbers usually work with like a you know USP nine. Um, alright. We'll type in U S P nine zero nine nine file type file doc S K U caps no PDF. And here's the best part, dot gov. Alright, would you, oh, that site can't be reached, but it's Google, how can it not be reached? Google, Google, why is it saying, that was a search engine, Google, that's, we're going to redo that now. Oh, now I have no internet. But it says I can explore some offline videos. <laughs> um, why it was just here though? Isn't that weird? What we typed in must have been kind of fun. It's obtaining the IP address, but it's struggling to do so. Because Google doesn't want to play our game with us, we're just going to go and read something that we just downloaded when we played it by ourselves earlier. How about that? I think that sounds like a plan. Okay, what do you want to hear? Um, we can talk about um, Oxid, no, for Lewis and Clark, those are all pictures, no maps, 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 hands, see PDFs. War and Peace, Urban Suburban, PWC Future, Protocols. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what these are. This okay, we're not gonna read that. I don't know what this is. It says the protocols of the learned elders of Zion. <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure what I've downloaded. That's a different kind of uh a different kind of system right there. I don't know what that is. Okay, um, how about this one? Let's do, um, the 
PWC future, whatever that may be. Alright, this is uh, called the future of government. Tomorrow's leading public body. Uh, six years ago, in the report that launched the PWC's Public Sector Research Center, the road ahead for public service delivery, we called on government and public sectors to deliver on customer promises. I'm not entirely sure what this is saying. <laughs> oh, chapter one, the new normal. Give your opinion on what you've already read. Do you really want to know my opinion, or do you want to hear I wouldn't have asked you if you hold that position. I have no opinion. No opinion to give. Right now I'm lost. I... You just be lying and asking for me to know who the PWC is? I, yeah, who, are, who is the WPC? My friends... That is a classic, we just did a skit there about the problem with people and their thinking. The first question should be, who the hell is the PWC? Who the hell is the PWC? Okay, so, um, here we go. Projecting and creating. Creating the society of future for citizens and tomorrow today by trusted, sustainable, and collaborating government. We still don't know who's actually publishing this, by the way. There's a picture. Want to describe the picture? It looks like three quarters in a row. Okay. It's got the camera lens. <laughs> some are shaded. Some are have no face. They're not minted yet. You're supposed to read. <laughs> You're supposed to read the word. <laughs> I'll do it. I can't see. Um, I forgot you're blind from all the radiation. <laughs> Alright. Um, to chart its course, um, they, this, this, this organization, who's unnamed at this point in time, views itself through a different lens. One is called citizen centricity. One is called internal-external balance. One is called sustainable outcomes. Then the characteristics are agility, innovation, connectivity, transparency, and something called a lift tone. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> this is actually stupid. I really don't want to read this. This is dumb. I don't care. This is just like, this is actually just something that I don't care about. So we're not going to do that one. Let's go to urban suburbia. Oh, this is about coyotes, but I don't think they're actually talking about coyotes. Human coyote conflicts? Wait, hold on. Let's actually go back to that. 
That's so weird. Um, they have a high productive rate. They breed in March and February. Um, apparently in urban environments, the pups are born in storm drains. Um, vacant lots, golf courses, or any other dark and dry place. This is really weird. <coughs> okay, we don't care about this. Here are some steps you can take to reduce the chances of a human-coyote conflict. Do not feed coyotes. Eliminate water sources. Position bird feeders so that coyotes can't get the feed. They can get the feed no matter what. But there's no way. You'd have to have like a super tall bird feeder. Like in order to like, like, I mean, they're, come on. They're coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, feed pets indoors whenever possible. What? Is that, are you looking at the, is that the company? Is this, who, what, what? Oh, it's the United States. Yes. Can you read that? So who, who publishes? United States Department of Agriculture. Okay, so, look. Can you do? Can you search coyotes in their search bar? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so I just want you guys to know that uh, my partner just found that this the, the A A P H I S fact sheet um, was. What? I did it. I actually. Oh, we know you're capable of lots of things. The point is, is this is the United States Department of Agriculture, also known as the USDA. Now, um, don't let children outside. Okay, that seems healthy. Don't let pets run free. Let me finish this bullet point. What, can you? These steps may decrease the frequency of a coyote sighting if you practice it continually. Folks, the USDA wants you to keep your pets and your kids never outside. <laughs> you must lock them down because the coyote threat is real. It is substantial. And they say despite you imprisoning your family and friends, Occasional sightings will continue. <laughs> but try and make life for a coyote in your neighborhood as difficult as possible. I really don't think they're talking about coyotes. I really don't think that's that one. Um, for more information, you can call 301-734-7921. Or visit us at www.aphis.usda.gov slash ws.
the Department of Agriculture prohibits discrimination in all programs and activities on the basis of race, color, blah, blah, blah. That would be um, called the lie. Uh, to file a complaint of discrimination, I would like to file a complaint. This entire thing, I am complaining about discrimination against coyotes. They're people too. Um, mention of companies or commercial products does not imply a recommendation or endorsement by the USDA over others not mentioned. The USDA neither guarantees nor warrants the standard of any product mentioned. Product names are mentioned solely to report factually on available data and to provide specific information. Now, you talk to us about the USDA. The USDA had a recent update of 2014 Coyote Symposium. Symposium. No, what year? 2014. 18, then. Okay, last modified on 2018. Go for it. From 2010 to 2014. I just want to repeat, this is called the uh, the Coyote Symposium. So they had a symposium on coyotes. They spent taxpayer dollars talking about a symposium on coyotes and uh, modified in 2018. Yes, and she told you that because I never tell anyone what I'm reading about. Anyways, carry on. From 2010 to 2004, actually, let's just cut the crap. They did some stupid research with uh, Stuart Breck and Partners, and they conducted a series of studies investigating urban interactions. Excuse me, we have a commercial from the USDA. Uh, USDA wants to make it known that we do not endorse or recommend uh, this person that he just mentioned, which is what, uh, where they come from, where did you say their name? Uh, those bracket people. Oh, uh, Dr. Stuart Bracken Research Center. Uh, we do not endorse or recommend them, but we are citing them as an authority. And the partners, we have no idea. They don't list partners. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the show. Yes. Major themes of research, including the following. One. A better understanding of when and where coyote-human conflicts occur. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Insights into the attitudes and beliefs of the public towards the coyotes (laughs) and the coyote (laughs) management. How do you, you how does the public feel about the coyotes and the conflicts? These coyotes are causing me problems. These coyotes. That wasn't, that wasn't actually for you to answer. You just continued. Oh. You're not the American public. I was just reenacting. <clears throat> Three. Economic analysis of the cost of human coyote <laughs> conflicts and management. Four. Behavior. Ecological and po- uh, population studies of the urban coyotes. Oh gosh. Five. It's a good one. 
effectiveness of non-lethal and lethal management methods, including educational efforts for reducing human-coyote conflicts. Can I talk about the pictures? Um, they show a picture of a coyote in a den. Like, but like it's like an actual like like facility that they made. It's in a cinder block cage. Well, they can't see that. He's by a generator box, and he has a collar. He actually has a collar. Do you see that? So he's definitely that. That one does too. That one's just walking in the grass. Um, no. Data from 24 radio collared coyotes in the Denver metro area were analyzed to learn more about the coyote movement and behavior, home range, size, diet, disease status, and population estimates. I just want to make a side note. How do you guys not know that already? I mean, coyotes have been around for a long ass time, and you guys have been with them for at least 300 years in this country, aka America. And you'd think that just by, like, you know, like a normal average person who is kind of intelligent would just, like, know that coyotes can be aggressive and just avoid them. Like, so, like, you guys are the dumbest people ever that you have to actually radio collar a coyote to figure out what it does. It does what a wolf and a dog may do in the wild. It's canine, practically. And for those who want to split hairs, and it's in the fox family or whatever, a fox does the same damn thing, so shut up. Now they have a citizen science program, which is implemented to record the urban coyote behavior interactions with people and domestic pets. Now, go read the next part. Just a side note, if you need to look for a coyote, just listen to the howling and you don't need the radio collar. You don't even have to do that, you'll see one. You know, uh, I've seen them walk across the street, but I've lived in an urban area my whole life, aka I've lived in Seattle and Portland, and as an alien, I mean, spying on you guys, I've only spied one from my space shuttle. I'm taking notes, co-host, real alien. Alright, anyways. So the results from these and other efforts were highlighted in the symposium. You wanna, oh, there's videos, we don't care about those. Partner cities, um, we don't care about those anyway. Jefferson County, that's ours. We, we don't live in Jefferson County. This is Colorado, they said. Now let's just go back to the normal, um, let's do the program. Oops. Okay, animal welfare. Can you do um, international services, please? Once again, USDA infringement. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. And thank you for watching. What's that you say? As always, America, keep your chin up. 
Look for coyotes. Don't get into a human-coyote-related conflict. And as always, good night, America. Good morning, and good luck.